Lexitone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It On Podcasts. Today Steve has decided he is not meandering and not steering away from the fact that today's episode is called The Still Useful Episode. It is indeed, Connie. Thank you. And today I am claiming that every single tip I give will be still useful, but more than that, brilliant. So, let's get started right away because we're going to get through a lot of tips in this one. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah! Bathroom scales. To protect all working parts of bathroom scales from steam, keep them in a transparent polythene bag. They can easily be seen without having to remove from the bag, and then you get it out when you need it. This is R. Malcolm, 11 Southlands Road, Ochterarda. First of all, don't have bathroom scales because that gives me the fear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> and second of all, not very bonny having them in a plastic bag, is it? Well, uh, I do not believe that I claimed bonny at the start <laughs> of this. It, no. Bear in mind, there's not. These aren't battery operated or electronic scales. They're these are wind ups. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are um, scales that had springs and cogs and things, and were. We probably had a needle that went up and down Steve, to, to Steve, show your weight. Steve, the scales I've got at home are connected to my Wi-Fi. Really? Oh and when I stand on my scales, it reports my weight. Does it and say it out loud through content. the whole house? It does not. And my fat <laughs> content um, wirelessly to my phone so that I can uh, create graphs and charts of my changing body weight and body I composition. I would never stand on them in my <laughs> life. I would avoid. Right, but... But although they are obviously full of electronic gig wizardry, <laughs> gig wizardry, if you put them into a polythene type plastic bag, yes, you would, would be adding the weight of the plastic bag, <laughs> and that's no use for anyone. <laughs> that's a make or break no, for but me. Love. The plastic bag, as suggested, yes. mm. would keep them safer in a very hot, steamy, wet, splashy well, just bathroom. Just open the window and put the thingy on. Yes, but if you've splashed on them. So, so two mm. things. One, Steve's quite right and fair enough. Yes. Two, I have mine in the bedroom rather than the bathroom. Mm. So I'm, I, I obviate this whole challenge. Right. We're, we're assuming that the scales are kept in the bathroom because the steam will be in the bathroom that they need wow. to be. My bedroom's pretty steamy. <laughs> I, I doubt that. <laughs> anyway. Right, next. Right, I'm agreed with me that that is an absolutely <laughs> brilliant tip. Right, next one. How many of you own socks? I bet Everyone. you. Everyone. Did you do? Do any of you own socks that have become. Are you going to tell, oh, darn your socks? No. No. I'm, no, no. I'm more concerned that Steve's pressed the button and then he's not read out a tip, which is oh, not yeah. the correct way to do things. Oh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, okay. I'll. I'll Dive right into the tip then, see you being so pedantic about it. Socks. It's better to fold <laughs> men's socks rather than roll them when Why? putting them away. Rolling stretches the tops and causes them to slip down when worn. Not if you have those braces things. Mrs. H. Miller, 41 Benview Street, Rushall, Glasgow. We've all had socks that have gone a bit weavy and not right at the, at the ankle. Come on, we have. I am... We have... 
Connie, oh. come on, yes, yes or no, yes, no. Well, so, so they like flap about a bit. Yeah, they've no, been stretched, overstretched. So I, no. I would say no because I, I know exactly the kind I of only socks that you're referring yeah. to, uh-huh. which I would colloquially refer to as old man socks. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I, I only wear like like not. I don't know whether they're trainer socks or ankle socks, but the ones that sit right on your ankle bone they don't come any further than that. I don't Wait, have another pair of socks. Like that. Steve and I are now going to do a comparison. <gasps> I'm showing my socks. Oh, this has got a spot. I've, I've got a little spotty number. He does. Oh. Mm. Without having practiced this, mine are certainly a little bit uh, mine, mine's a little <laughs> more perky than Steve's. I would suggest not. Mine's <laughs> a very, very elasticated top there. Uh, yeah. It's clinging to my leg for dear life. <laughs> Steve, have you got new shoes? No. Their soles aren't very really They've been resold, I think. Oh, they? they're from Clark's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my socks, because I roll them instead of Bundling one up in the other, they do not fold. You mean I, I, fold I, them I bundle one up in the other? Do you? Yeah. Well, that's what this tip is uh, I, warning you against. I because you're damaging because it the doesn't socks. make a difference. It does make a difference. No, I, it can see, I can see that it would make a difference. Right. I mean, I'm uh, not, uh, but I don't win, have then. socks that's that go all the way up to my knees. So neither did mine. <laughs> I bet they do if you right. build them hard enough. Terribly, so we're, we're all it's terribly bourgeois to want to um, keep socks in pairs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> your life on socks are cool. Yeah, for sure. You're changing the subject. Is that or is that not a still useful tip? I suggest to you that it is. For an old man's sock, yeah. That's another win. I'd f- f- take the wins where I get them. You ready again? Mm. Good to go. Easy fitting. Immerse the bottom ends of decorative candles in hot water for a few minutes before putting into candlesticks. They are more easy to mould into position. Mrs. Robertson, Moffat Mills, Airdrie. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah? For those occasions when you put candles in candlesticks. In the candelabra. <laughs> uh, you can take the mickey I all you like, guys. Don't try changing the subject again. Is that there. or is that not yep. a still oh, useful yes. tip? But you could also kind of slice it around with a knife a bit. And well, then it would I would say you sliced off too much. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what I, would, what I would do in that situation, what I would have done hitherto before <laughs> I read this tip, is to melt the end of the candle with a flame. So with, with, I was using matches to light the candle. I would first run the flame over the end of the bottom of the candle so and then put a that into a bit softer. Oh, but Chris, actually oh, the water is running better. the risk of... Of drips of wax. Well, not just that, but of course, um, that would create soot particles in the bottom of the candle, uh-huh. which would show up black in your candlestick. Whereas if you put them in hot water, they, they just soften nicely. I, I'll give you that one, Steve. How Definitely. often do you use candlesticks? I think the last time I used candlesticks was... <laughs> no, it's been genuinely uh, more than a decade. <laughs> I use them every time I have Count Dracula around to dinner. <laughs> I should always talk about your wife. <laughs> Thank you, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> she makes the dinner. <laughs> right, so we're agreed? Yep. I, I have to say to you guys, that's three in a row. I'm winning 3 0. We're in a good mood today, Steve. That's oh, f- no, it's just that I'm right. You ready to go again? Mm. Cleaner pots. <clears throat> if a knob of butter is put in the pot before making the breakfast porridge, the pot mm. is much easier to clean later as the butter prevents the porridge sticking to the pot. Mrs. M. Johnson, 39 Dalnair Street, Glasgow. Of course, what she could have done is just buy one of those... Non-stick numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I was going to blow Steve's brain even more. One of those ready-made pots of porridge. 
Oh yeah. Or the the, the little or the little sachet you, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the little pot you buy in the supermarket for a pound fifty, and then you pour hot water into it, leave it for three minutes, and then you got your pot. I have I've, a lot to I've, say about this. Method, I've actually. seen those things. I thought it was hamster food, <laughs> but I understand that as a concept. But we are talking about the. Or you go to Costa or eat Costa. and just buy some freshly made porridge. So Don't my mum has porridge. Ev- my mum has pot- Costa fortune. Um, my mum has porridge every single morning with blueberries and has done for as long as I can remember. And the amount of times you put the bowls in the dishwasher and the next day the porridge is still there. It's it properly solidifies onto your bowl like porridge does. Plus, putting butter in it at least it's a bit more tasty. Salty porridge or sweet porridge? Salty, sweet. Salty. Finnan. No, I'm sweet as well. I can't believe you would have salty porridge. But, 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 but I can't believe it's Steve. The oh, yeah, that's true. of brash, brash, brusque <laughs> Scottish manhood. What, are, you, are you like condensed milk, bit of honey, get some nuts no, on there? No, granola. I'm all about the sugar and raspberries. And then it's Rus- like porridge jam. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to admit I'm a sugary <gasps> type of chap. Right, that's it. You're sat. It's... Uh, I know, I, my, so re- my reputation has sure. fallen. Yeah. Yes. I'm not. I, I, so you can rub off all your marks of scores no, today no. for that. I'm not. You admitted <laughs> that porridge did stick to pot. Yes. We are four, for, four to zero. And who has the time to make breakfast porridge every morning? Doesn't matter. My breakfast is still in the fridge downstairs. <laughs> was it porridge? No. It was uh, eggs on toast. If it was porridge. I made it at home with the intention of eating, and then I thought I was late, and then I remembered I need to get petal. So my breakfast then became a sandwich, tuna and cucumber, by the way, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's a brave breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the petal station. And I wasn't late for work. But my po- my breakfast will do me tomorrow. So. I do like porridge, but I will confess absolutely to liking, uh, not the, the pots, because it's a wee bit wasteful in terms of uh, the plastics in there. And £1.50 every day is a fortune. Absolutely. But I will, I'll buy ready break and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll make it that way. Yeah. My mum buys just plain old oats, like not any, like Tesco's yeah, own rolled oats. That's mm. it. Not oh. not like the Scots stuff. Or there is a that. fantastic mm. Scots word. What do you call the implement you stir your porridge with? A sp- Spurtle. Spurtle. Yeah, I knew that word, but I forgot about that word. Yeah, so a wooden stick that's kind of shaped. I I think it was a spurtle. When my brother, now my brother's 40, so he's 19 years older than me. His mum hit, because we're half brother and sister, his mum hit it. I can't remember if it was a spurtle or a butter pat. One or or the other implements. It was something funny. Hit him on the bum with it (laughs) because he'd be naughty and to this day Mm. still has a scar. (gasps) Wow. Yeah, it drew blood. Ooh. I know. What are you doing looking at your 19-year-old brother's bottom? 40-year-old. 40-year-old brother's bottom. <laughs> Nothing. I haven't ever seen my brother's bum. But he tells me that. He claims. Yeah. Right. My mum's seen it. I dare say she has. But we're four <laughs> for zero, aren't we? Yes. We're breaking. Four. We're breaking for that. Four. Four. Did you say four? Did four. you say four? Say it again. Four what? Four. I've got four in a row, right? Yes, you have. Right. Quick break. What's this? An ad in the middle of your podcast? Whoever heard of such a thing? Well, the good news is that it's an ad for something we know for sure you're interested in. The Pass It On books, of course. There are far more tips in the books than we could ever hope to cover in the podcast, and they're a perfect wee capsule of 1950s thinking, as well as some practical advice for running a household that's as relevant now as when the genius readers of the Sunday Post in the 1950s dreamt them up. So, as an exclusive offer for our podcast peeps, Connie made me say peeps. I don't know what it means. 
You can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. And now, on with the show. Can he make it five for five, ladies and gentlemen? Let's find out. Steve Finnan, what is next? Uh, This is a guaranteed five for five, right? You ready? Clothes brush. When travelling, I always carry a foam sponge, which makes an excellent clothes brush and can be washed easily. What is a clothes brush? (laughs) Jay Thompson, 404 Dumbarton Road, Dalmuir, Glasgow. Like Like a lint roller? Sort of. Or a brush? Yes, that was the concept, yeah. And you would brush bits of lint hair, cat hair, dust off of your clothes. And instead of carrying the whole brush with you when you're a travelling knick-knack salesman. <laughs> or like Del Boy. <laughs> <laughs> or something. If you're a small sponge, you see, which is very light, took up very little space, this was used for brushing off your works jacket or your... Whatever. whatever. Also, yeah. actually, I forgot, speaking of sponges and... Previously, the butter pot pan porridge thing, right? <laughs> I bought these things, and I think they're amazing. So they're sponges, right, with a handle. Like, kind of like a scourer, but a sponge, and then the little green bit that's a little bit rougher for, like, pots and yep. stuff. Uh-huh. And then the handle, you pour the fairy liquid into the handle. I've never been so excited about anything in my life. I honestly adore it. I think it's called a dish or something dish, <laughs> nice something name. dishy. Um, and it's really cool because you don't then end up having a squirt fairy liquid all over the place in the basin. And it's really cool. I don't know. I think it's a waste of plastic probably. But I'm not a fan. I had one of those a little while ago and I was similarly excited, but I fell out of love with it. Let's really? see if in 20 or 30 episodes time <laughs> when Connie's been using her uh, dish I've been using it for two weeks. She's still in love Sounds with it like it would use a lot of washing up liquid. No, it doesn't. That's the thing. It's got a good kind of flow, like flowing kind of pattern mm, to it. A flowing flow. Yeah, flowy flow. Flowy flow. Good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly. I'll buy you one, Steve. I'm you fairly met on that uh, tip, Steve. <laughs> but I do like the idea that it would also afford you a sponge, which could be used for Indeed. spongy things. Indeed, Spond- all those spongy things. So that was five. Five, Five. steady on chat. We could take it to six because Chris has thought of another use for it. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'll I'll settle for five. Next, right. Deck chairs. When putting deck chairs away for the winter, put them into large plastic bags. This keeps them clean and free from dust until required again. Mold. A large wardrobe-sized bag fits a standard-sized deck chair very neatly. Mrs. E. V. McClelland, 292 Knightswood Road, Glasgow. Yeah, probably yep. give you that. Yeah, well, like, you know, your garden furniture normally, nowadays you get those big kind of crate things from B&Q and stuff, and yeah. yeah. I thought, um, yeah, I get that. I like the, the, the use of the phrase, large wardrobe-sized bag. Like, that's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, what is a wardrobe-sized bag? I mean, it's a bag the size of a wardrobe, Connie. The clue's very much in the name. A bag the size of a wardrobe? <laughs> Or is it like a bag that fits inside a wardrobe? You know, like a kind of dry cleaning type bag. Yeah, a suit carrier mm. type thing. Yeah. yeah. In all honesty, guys, I do not know. But what I do know... <laughs> six for six. Is that I am six for six. Travelling well, like barreling down the road of victory, waving like flags. Is like a double hat trick? Listen, listen, can you hear that? No. It's the sound of triumphal trumpets in the background. Triumphal trumpets. 
Fan fails then. Fan fails in the background. It's just the pipe band from the high school. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going for a glorious seven in a row. Cucumber. To keep cucumber fresh, immerse oh. in a dish of water until required for salad. Mrs. R. W. Wilson, 33 Hugh Street, Falkirk. I'm kind of scared of cucumbers. <laughs> because <laughs> no, like for, I like I them. I feel this is going to be a good story. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. I like them and it's I enjoy them. Uh-huh. I only buy them in halves, however, oh. because a cucumber portion. A por- which is yes, a phrase I love. Cucumber portion, portion. Of, um, because once I, my mum was away on holiday or something, and I left it for a considerable amount of time, and I picked it up, and it sort of smooshed in my hand <laughs> and it made me physically sick. I was disgusting. You know what you should have done? So I'd immerse it in water. Oh, what's the word? <laughs> Immersed it in water. Put it in some water. <laughs> yeah, stick it in a bowl of water. Um, yeah, but the, will but, that actually keep it for like, I'm talking like some serious longevity, like well, no, three weeks? until required for salad. I imagine that Miss R.W. Wilson had has salads every day. Well, she cut it up in, in advance of needing the salad and then kept it in her kitchen or So this is pre-chopped cucumber, not like the portion. <laughs> it's the, the cucumber that you chop yourself. You pre yes. you, you self pre-chop. I'm surprised you can't buy chopped cucumber. But you can in Markies. Oh yeah, probably. Oh But of course these days the thing yeah. that amuses me most about that tip is these days the current uh, way of thinking with cucumber is to salt it before you use it to draw the water out whereas she's oh, putting water yeah, more yeah. water into it you salt cucumbers i personally don't but it's a thing that is done why to draw the water out so it's more crisp oh so no i quite like it's wateriness but not for a cucumber sandwich dear god i could never get cucumber sandwiches <laughs> bet there's tips for making cucumber sandwiches in there there probably is. However, I, that's another victory, another... Do they put just cucumber on a sandwich or is it tuna too? No, just cucumber. Mm-hmm. It's it's because it's supposed cucumber. to be quite bland and it wouldn't excite the um, passions of delicate young women <laughs> um, when they're having their high tea. Um, there is actually a... a good a, for the figure. It's very good for the figure. Well, of course, it's slightly indigestible cucumber. It does give you gas. Yeah. So that, yes. hence why a lot of people will... Um, uh, Peel them. But there is an internet meme you might have seen of Steve doesn't cats. know what a meme is. <laughs> of cats being terrified of cucumbers. Yeah, I've seen that. When you put actually. a cucumber next to a cat, it will <laughs> jump uh, really, really high and it'll be scared of it. And it's actually quite a cruel thing to do because. Why we, are they so scared we, we of cucumbers? We think it's triggering a. a I say evolutionary memory. It's triggering a response as if it's a snake. <laughs> you know what? See if you type in cats and. It comes up cats and dogs. And then it comes up cats and cucumbers. <laughs> Wait, Steve. Oh, there's like they're like videos. This makes tremendous radio. Uh, <laughs> Connie's not going to try and find a meme to show Steve. No, right. In the meantime, then we can agree that that's what fourteen in a row now. No, many <laughs> is it? I, seven. I think it's seven. It's seven. I think. Well, let's see I'm, if we can push through to ten, Steve. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then I'll show you the cucumber cat compilation. Fair enough. That's how you say it. <laughs> Firm job. Always keep a piece of beeswax in your sewing basket. Before sewing on buttons, rub the thread with the beeswax. It yep. will be much stronger. The buttons will be firmer and will stay on much longer. Miss Edna M. Finlay, 120 Templemore Street, Belfast. And it's easier to thread your needle. Mm. As yes, I, probably I can is. confirm that that is. That's true. still done and is still mm. useful mm-hmm. and is still a winning tip and is still keeping my. I don't know up. if it's a winning. I mean. It's not really changed. 
No, you, you can have that, Steve. You can have that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm sort of My like, mind's not getting blown, though. No. I didn't I'm, say I'm, it was going to blow your mind. I'm a bit meh on most of these, I yeah. have to confess. Right, well. Find a mind-blowing one. I'm, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> I'm afraid we may be going much. downhill towards the end of this. Right, I'll try again, though. Right. Try again. Here we go. Silver. A small piece of camphor kept in the What's display cabinet helps to keep <laughs> silver from tarnishing. Miss O. Reed, 10 South Street, Greenock. I can't understand unless I know what things are. Camphor is a unguent. A compound. Know. Right. A compound. <laughs> Let's have Stuff. normal, plain Jane words. Uh, there's no other word for camphor. It's just, it's, it's, what is like, it? Is that like, as a substance or yeah, a piece of material? Think or? about menthol. Yeah. Not dissimilar to menthol. So it's just to say that it will come in little nuggety, chunky things. Mm. Um, but and why will it not oil. discolor the silver? I think... Um, Has it got oxis, oxide or something in it? I can't... I, I, you know what, I don't Back know. Back to school for some chemistry lesson. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm going to absolutely break your run here, Steve, I'm afraid. No. Do you know why? why? Do you know why? Why? Do you know why? Very simple reason. Who the hell <laughs> has silver <laughs> cutlery anymore? And no, where can you buy camphor? Because I've never heard of it in my life. You can buy camphor in any good camphor shop. Where is the nearest <laughs> one? Um, I think you'd get it in... You'd probably get it in, in uh, chemists, though. Like specialist chemists. Or like being cues yeah. and stuff, uh-huh. no. no. It smells nice. nice. Yeah, it does smell nice. Uh, probably mm. not being cues, I wouldn't have thought. But like specialist chemists, I think. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not giving you that one because no. it's, it's irrelevant to today's yeah. modern... Silver, pass it on. Book is from the fifties. It's it was relevant. In the yeah, back your 50s. silver cutlery with I, ivory handles, probably. But your contention for this episode, Finnan, uh-huh. is that these are still useful. Yeah, and, and that's I not contend useful. that one's not useful anymore. Do people it has passed its relevance? Do yes. people own things made of silver? Mm. Do they? Yes, do jewelry, they, jewelry, yes yeah. they do. Might they want them want to keep them from tarnishing? Yes, they might. Yes, they might. Therefore, de facto, blood, I put it to you, dear listener. Am I right? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> crepe socks. When washing children's crepe nylon socks, put them over the hands like gloves and rub gently. The dirt and stains come out easily and oh, the socks not? keep their shape. Mrs. Elizabeth Burse. 13 Dalvin Way, Fernhill, Rutherglen. That's, yeah. Well, that's fine. What a crepe. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's nine. What's a crepe sock? Yeah. White sock. White sock made of but, crepe material. So I genuinely, don't, crepe I paper. genuinely don't know this. So I have always confused by crepe shoes, mm-hmm. some of those um, thick soled yes. shoes, and crepe socks. The only crepe I know, apart from the kind of delicious can eat with Marnie and sugar, is, as you say, crepe, crepe paper. paper. Yeah. So what is a crepe sock? A crepe sock is, you know, you see young ladies with a white, young very young girls at school and well, they've like got the white socks on. Mm-hmm. White with a frilly bit. With Quite a frilly thin bit. material. Quite thin material. And it's almost like uh, a doily sort of affair. To be honest, I never owned <gasps> oh. any. I know exactly what you're talking. I think I had them, and they, yeah, like that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I okay, can understand I'm with that. you now. Sometimes I forgot they even existed. Yeah, sometimes the leather shoes, especially yeah. dark blue, for instance. Would, yes, we drop through them. Uh-huh. But that's how you keep them clean. So nine and number ten, ice cubes. If you have a fridge 
and like to keep ice cubes for drinks. They look very decorative with tin cherries or other fruit popped into each cube oh. before freezing. Adds flavour too. Mrs. J. Mark. Six Mayfield Road Salt Coats. Yeah, alright. Yeah? Yeah. That. That's kind of art deco type cucumber sandwich type stuff in it. When, when, I, work. when I was a kid, so we had a borage plant in our garden. Awesome. And, uh, it's a plant. Um, and it has really <laughs> beautiful purple flowers. My dad used to put borage flowers in our ice cubes. Very mm. nice. So there you go. So, I, so I can attest to the relevancy at least 30 years on <laughs> of that tip. That's cool. I'm still looking for cats and cucumbers. Don't try changing the subject, either of you. That was 10 excellent, still useful tips in a row. And I win two shillings from each of you. What's that? Ten ten pence? Yes. It's a week before payday, Steve. Settle down. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one each. (laughs) But thank you. Um, The listeners can't see this, obviously, but they're they're placing a crown on my head (laughs) at this very second. And and pushing a scepter into my hand. Supplicating ourselves in front of you. Oh, look, look, there's there's ladies with fans coming in to fan me. (laughs) And bunches of games. Yes, you can call me the God Emperor of the Pass It On Tips. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I will have some grapes. Ooh, thank you very much. Well, I think that is definitely enough of Steve's realm for the, this episode. Um, join us again next episode for more genius or possibly madness from the households in Scotland of the 1950s and more nonsense from us in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthomsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.